Everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Eric Compton, aka Mr. Town Business. And as always, I got my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. Brian Barefield, aka Big Sarge. What's going on, man? Man, what's good, y'all? How y'all doing? Hey, hey, another day, another dollar, another great day uh, outside in Houston, as well as in the great city of Las Vegas. So two places, two different states, two different time zones. Hey, you know, I was today years old when I found out that there was no black writers on the show Good Time. You knew that? Really? Yeah, that's why John Amos left. Uh, James Evans? That's what they I fired thought he left. I thought he left because J.J. was getting too big of a star. He was becoming too big of a star in the pop, and John Amos wasn't, uh, wasn't really feeling it because he was supposed to be the star of the show, but J.J. kind of took over the whole show. No, so I watched uh, uh, Snitching TV. I'm sorry, Black TV. <laughs> Because <laughs> man, this I just look Vlad. Vlad be getting people in trouble. I don't know why people go and just start talking to Vlad. The Vlad getting people. In, I just seen where Philadelphia rap. I think a rap is going to jail for 15 years because of what he said on Vlad TV interview. Now y'all better stop talking to Vlad. Anyway, John <laughs> um, Amos uh, said that he was fired from Good Times because they had all white writers. And he kept getting into it with him because he tried to tell them about the dynamics of a a, a, a black family and, and where you know the the inner workings of a black family. And so mm-hmm. he kept threatening. He was old school, so he kept telling, "Hey, look, we can talk about this outside." And so the uh, the executive producer of the show, Norman Lear, I think is his name. He's the one that did. Uh, he did uh, All in the Family, and I think Sanford is son too, if I'm not mistaken. Norman Lear did. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, so he came to him and said that they got picked up another year, but you're not going to be with us. And so they reconciled later on down the line. And I think, because what, it, was it last year they did the Good Times Live show? Yeah, I think it was sometime last year in the winter. And they had, uh, I don't know even, I I didn't watch it, BB, so I don't even know who played the daddy. Uh, he was in it. Oh, he was in it? Oh, in, I didn't in, know that. In the Good Times Live? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, even he know was, that. Yeah, he okay. was in. Yeah, oh, okay. Cool. But yeah, well, like okay. I said, today years old when I found out there was no black writers on the show Good Times. Oh man, ooh, I didn't. Yeah, normally that sounds about right. I'm not surprised by that. So, with that being said, that's your little pop culture uh, history of the of the day for the Sports Business Podcast, where it is available wherever you do get your podcast: Spotify, Anchor, uh, the podcast app on your iPhones, Google us. Um, that's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. So, man, we got a lot of things to talk about today. So uh, I thought I'd ask you this because it's being talked about, but it ain't being talked about. Some people think it's a joke. Some people think it's a cool little alternative. You actually cover the XFL team, the Houston Roughnecks, Rough Riders yep. or Roughnecks? Rough, Roughnecks. Roughnecks. So uh-huh. you've actually gone to almost practically every single XFL game out there in the Houston area and I know you went to Dallas where they played the Renegades. Yeah, the Dallas Renegades. Yeah. So so you cover the Houston, Texas. You've been able to cover the Houston Roughnecks as far as the NFL and the XFL. 
uh, I know the week one ratings were pretty good. I don't know how the rest of the weeks have been as far as what TV TV eyeballs are looking at. But as far as on-field experience or on-field from what you see different from, let's just say, the Texans as opposed to the Roughnecks, is there much of a difference? Does it feel like it's a semi-pro game? Is it like a college feel? I mean, you tell me how the dynamics are going, bro, because I haven't really been able to – I watched a couple of games, but I still haven't been able to find – the groove to say if I have enough to to uh, make a judgment on whether this is going to actually succeed or not, man. So um, I was just wanted I just wanted to pick your brain for somebody who actually covers it, who's been to multiple games, who actually has interviewed a lot of the different players that are there out there in, in the uh, XFL. And I know a lot of people, you know, me especially being a wrestling junkie, I look at it like, oh, you know, it's it's a Vince McMahon thing, and you know, this probably ain't gonna last too long. So I know he's gotten a lot of different people. Uh, is Oliver Luck the person who's in charge? Yes, he is. So it's Oliver Luck. Uh, I think he's the commissioner, and I know he's gotten a lot of different um, various people that are kind of been in charge of it. So I don't even know if Vince McMahon's really as much hands-on as he was, uh, I believe it was 20 years ago when the XFL first uh, started. So um, the floor is yours, BB. Tell me what you think of it so far, man. So it's not – it's a typical startup. I mean, yeah. you know, Starbucks didn't start out out the gate. I mean, if you ever read the story of how Nike got started and what they had to go through in the beginning in order to become the uh, conglomerate that they are now, you know, when they came in, think about it, they were competing with other, you know, Converse. shoe companies at the time. Yeah. Uh, think of, yeah. So, you know, you can look at it just it's a typical startup. So, of yeah. course, you're going to have your bumps in the road. It's not as fast as the NFL, uh, the gameplay is not as fast, the uh, talent is not as high as the NFL, but what I will say is is that you, it's some really good football, I say it's in the middle, it's in the middle of, you know, it's not as bad as college football, but it's not as great as the NFL, and I'm not trying to knock college football, but what I'm saying is, is that, you know, we don't get the marquee games week after week in, in college or the NFL. And so, uh, you know, I, I said this today earlier on um, when I was on the radio. You look at it, you know, I look at the ratings as far uh, the ratings, and I say this. There are some games in the NFL that I don't want to watch. There are some games in the NFL that get low ratings. You know, they just paid Tony Romo. They seven, they're going to pay Tony Romo $17 million a year to broadcast these games. But if you turn to the games, he's the only star, including the two teams that are on the field. There's a lot of teams that play on CBS. You know, there, there's teams that play on CBS that I don't want to watch. And so, you know, they got bad ratings in the NFL as well. And so when I look at it and they start comparing them to, you know, the XFL, I say this. You know, it's it's one of those things where you get them, you got to take them both. You know, you got to if you're going to look at them do, both through the same glasses, you're going to look, well, we got some bad NFL games and there are some bad XFL games, you know, early in the season. They're going into week five. This is the difference, though. When you can get 17 to 18,000 people to come out to what they consider spring football, when you can get them to come out to a football being played in the offseason of the NFL, that's a win, you know. That's what I was going to actually ask. Yeah, you actually uh, read my mind because I was actually going to ask, what's the attendance like? Um, I, I mean, I'm glad you're actually going into it because was, that was actually going to be my follow-up question is, how's the attendance been to these games? Because you and I are both um, members of um, 
I'm not going to say this company's name out because I'd be feeling some type of way about them, but I really can't sit there and feel some type of way about them because I got tickets to the UFC fight this weekend. But um, <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about it bad today, but I do think that they're still corrupted. But I do. So I, you and I are both, you know what I'm talking about. I see yeah. all of the time that they have uh, an egregious amount of tickets available. And nine times out of 10, that, that doesn't really mean it's because they're not selling out the event. Um, or whatever the case may be, but sometimes it does kind of lead to that is that they just have a lot of overflow tickets. So they just kind of want to get rid of, you know, get, they'd rather give these tickets away and have people fill up the seats where, you know, you'll probably try to make up a little bit of the money with the session stands, merchandise, and yada, yada, yada. So um, I, I'm glad that you actually brought up. So you're saying that you're actually able to go to like, a, I don't even know where the Renegades play at, but they got 17 to 18,000 people showing up to these, to these games. So the Renegades play at... The Renegades play at the uh, what's about to be the old Texas Rangers stadium because Global Life Global Life Park is building a baseball stadium right across the street. Street from, from the, the Dallas Cowboys. Stadium. No, yeah, no, so, right you're talking yeah, about the the, the 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 Dallas team or the Houston team? I'm sorry. No, no. So in in Arlington, you yeah, have the Cowboys. They, they got yep. the Cowboys stadium. And, and it's right, right across the street, the street is the new Cowboys is a new stadium. stadium. They have two baseball stadiums now mm -hmm. because yep. Texas Rangers built. They had a brand new stadium that they've had for a couple of years, but it was too hot. It wasn't mm -hmm. closed in, so they built a new stadium that's yep. uh, closed in. And so the um, Dallas Renegades are playing at the old stadium. So when I was there, the attendance this weekend was eighteen thousand three hundred and thirty-two on that's a Sunday. That's a lot, bro. That's that a lot. Line. And that's a lot, bro. The Houston Roughnecks are averaging at uh, TDEC Stadium, which they play on the uh, University of Houston campus. They're averaging, averaging seventeen, averaging seventeen thousand fans per game, and it may go up. And you look at a team like the Seattle, uh, I'm sorry, not Seattle, St. Louis Battlehawks. You know, I know they got a lot of people. Yeah, between eighteen and twenty thousand people. So much. They they're getting so much. Uh, they're, they're getting so many people in attendance that they just opened up the upper deck of the stadium. I can't think of the name of the stadium which they play in, but they're getting, uh, they just opened up the upper deck for so they could have more fans coming to the stadium. So when you, you, you factor all that in, you know, you got these teams and you know, you're going to have teams so like in D.C. The, the, uh, the D.C. team, they, they, they're not pulling in a lot of, uh, of mm -hmm. fans each week and that's gonna make the ratings go down but they don't support their own team they don't support their own nfl team they don't support the right. team in washington you know you right. look at a team like see the uh the seattle dragons they they're getting you know a lot of fans in attendance but you know they're diehard seattle seahawks fans right and so right. when you look at it and you factor in all of the, all of the other parameters of course you know you're gonna have the spikes in the the, in in the ratings going up and then sometimes you're gonna have them coming down. But yeah, you look at it also, but, but you take this into consideration too. Uh, e, they got a team like the how many? Uh, I put like this: home game attendance average for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, are you asking me? Or are you just? Yeah, you, I'm asking. Do you know? No, I mean, because have. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but I know that it's more people. So it's usually like, let's just say the Los Angeles Chargers are playing, I don't know, even the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, and that's probably the most, the worst team in the NFL. You probably got more Bengals fans that, that come out to these games than the Chargers fans do. So I don't even know what. Getting, 
probably get more than so if I told you that let's just say the the this past weekend the Dallas Renegades had eighteen thousand. You can say let's just say twenty two to twenty three thousand maybe at an NFL game for the Chargers. It's building well, it's only, a new stadium. <laughs> well not only that, like I mean not only that you gotta think about it, the stadium that they were playing in only fit thirty two thousand when they were playing in Carson, baby. So they were playing in a soccer stadium where it, it only fit thirty two thousand. And now I don't know what they're going to do when they move into this new SoFi Stadium uh, this upcoming season. But, I mean, if you're telling me that XFL teams or these 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 games are pulling in anywhere ranging on the low end of 17,000 all the way up to the high end of 22 to 23 out in St. Louis? No, no, no. no. Maybe up, to like, up to like almost two, probably like 20,000. So, okay. So, even 20. So, it, you're ranging anywhere on the low end. Let's just say 16,500 and you're pulling all the way up on the high end. Anywhere between 20, 20 and a half to twenty one thousand people, bro. That's actually not that bad. That's actually not. That's not bad, and that's actually I'm 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 listening to the and ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time I'm hearing the, the these numbers, so I'm actually kind of you know taken off guard because I wasn't expecting to hear those type of numbers. So um, that's pretty good. So I think that based off of that, my first initial reaction will be is okay, maybe it will be around to stay. You know, like you said, it's a starter company, and I think what people need to realize is that I don't know if the XFL is trying to gain NFL, uh, not NFL, they're not trying to take NFL fans away because, one, they play in two different times of the year, and uh, XFL season's only 10 weeks long? 10 yes. or 12? 10? I think it's 10. 10 weeks long. Um, they're playing spring ball, so it's not like they're going to take digging into the NFL's pockets, but it's definitely something for all these football junkies who say they have to have um, they have to have football 365 days of the year. You know, it's a, it's a good thing to look at it and see what you got going on there, man. The XFL is not trying to gain NFL notoriety. They're not. No, no. What they're trying to do is just, they, they started a league right. and, you know, it took them 20 years because they only lasted one season the first time around. Barely so, made it. Barely. Yeah. They, but they had it was too gimmicky. It was too much going on during the game and taking the focus away from football. So this time around, what Vince McMahon did was he got smarter. He pulled in Oliver Luck and sat him down and said, "Look, I don't want all that other stuff that happened before. I just want football." And so what did he do? He went out and he got football guys. He got mm-hmm. he you know there's some older coaches that you know, uh, in the league, but these are guys who all have you know NFL experience coaching experience and some playing experience on their resume. I yeah. mean, you look at, let's just take the Roughnecks for example. You got June Jones, who's the architect of the run and shoot. And then you got Ted Cottrell, who has led, uh, you know, some of the most prominent NFL defenses, uh, you know, th- throughout history. You know, don't you they got, who's, what's the team that got Jerry Glanville? I think that's the Tampa Bay Vipers. Bro, like, so, this, so you got a couple of cool people, but then you got someone like Jerry Glanville, who I swear has been like an NFL coach since I was probably about four or five years old. Didn't he coach the Falcons? Uh, I think Jerry Glanville did coach the Falcons. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so he coached the Falcons. Jerry Glanville was the coach that used to leave tickets for Elvis at every game, right? That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's so, how. <laughs> but, yeah. He, you look at it, though. Um, so, like I'm saying, when it comes to. And then they have some talent, man. It's like you're not going to get – of course we're not going to get, you know – we're not looking at the, you know, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens. Of course we're not looking at that. No, But I no. will say 
that you know you get the you know with the Battle Hawks and the and the Roughnecks, Battle Hawks being a team out of St. Louis and the Roughnecks being a team out of Houston. Like that's a really good game. The Renegades game this past weekend, you know, Landry Jones shot them out of the shot shot the Renegades out of the game from the jump by throwing three early first quarter first quarter interceptions. But you got the yeah. league leading team in the Roughnecks in offense coming in playing against the stingiest defense in the league in the Renegades that were only giving up 15 points. So for the for the Roughnecks to win 27-20, that wasn't, you know, that was a hard fought game. They weren't coming in and just playing some pushover as far as the XFL is concerned. Yeah. And you know, you got players on the you know, you got players on the on the Roughnecks. And I keep saying the Roughnecks because I cover the Roughnecks. I was just out at their practice today. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got players on there with some NFL experience. I mean, it, it isn't long, but it's some. They've been in. They know what it takes, you know, they to make an NFL time. team. They, yeah, they've been in. So you look at, you know, quarterback P.J. Walker. He didn't make it, but he was in training camp with all of, with, with Andrew Luck. You know, yeah. he learned under one of, you know, uh, under one of the best in training camp, which, you know, uh, Andrew Luck is the one who endorsed him and told his dad, hey, you need to get this guy in, in here. Houston had went with uh, former Michigan State quarterback Connor Cook. That's what they he had was drafted. A bad. PJ, yeah, PJ Walker wasn't anywhere in the picture. Then all of a sudden he shows up and he takes the job, and now he's the uh, perennial favorite for, to become MVP. Look at a defensive back like Cody Brown. He used to play for the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars. Edmund Robinson, linebacker. He used to play for uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. And I mean, you know, you got Charles James. Uh, he only had a uh, you know, uh, Charles James II, he only had a quick, uh, you know, a little taste in the NFL, but he was there with the Houston Texans. And you right. got guys, Jordan Tamu, the quarterback for the um, for the Battlehawks. I mean, he was in training camp. He was in training camp for the Texans this past summer. And you think about it, man. Think about who he used to throw to. Uh, you know, he was a quarterback at uh, Ole Miss. They had A.J. Brown. They had uh, D.K. It's D.K. DK Metcalf, DK right? Metcalf, yeah. Yeah, those were, yeah, that those were his receivers. And so, you know, and also, I mean, he trained with um uh Tua, the one the, the quarterback coming out of Alabama that's gonna go top five. And so he has the skills. So these guys, what the XFL is doing for them, he is they're giving it's giving them an opportunity to be seen. And I I, he, I, I say that the league the league in three years will, will definitely be a developmental league for the NFL because the NFL is going to take notice and they're going to say, okay, so we got some guys that we're looking at. Let's send them to the XFL and see how they work out there. Let's see what they do there and then we'll you know, get them an invite and camp because week in and week out these guys know that the NFL scouts are watching. These these guys know that they have a lot of eyes on them and they're performing performing at the highest of their ability. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's dope, man. So um, I definitely, I think now that things are settled down, I can actually legit uh, kind of probably take a look at one of these games this weekend. So I'll definitely check it up. But I just wanted to take the time out because, I mean, you know, they got they got some big contracts. They got Fox Sports covering it. They got a, uh, ESPN. Um, you know, they got all of the they got all of the mothership uh, networks uh, covering the uh, XFL. So it's got some type of traction. I mean, you hear about it, but, you know, and then they got the, the betting lines and things like that for all my heavy betters out there. So it's definitely a different type of look into it. So we're going we to transition from the, you know, the XFL to the NFL. I'm not going to say the big boys because you do got former NF, uh, NFL players and no, no, really good college players that uh, are playing. But, you know, there's been a report out there this week, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like people be sitting there taking a, 
taking things away from when you and I on our on our podcast and kind of spinning it and feeding it into these these big time networks. But you know, there was a rumor or a report earlier this week stating that uh, there's a possibility that uh, the 49ers might be interested in uh, getting Tom Brady this year, uh, being the fact he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, he's played his whole entire career over at, uh, at 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 the New England Patriots. So it's definitely uh, and I believe if I'm not mistaken. The 49ers have actually given they've given Jimmy Garoppolo all of his guaranteed money, and if they were to cut or trade him right now, they would only owe about four point one million dollars in dead money. So, which means they're not really invested in Jimmy G long term. So, the question is: Here's my enigma. Here's the enigma about Tom Brady for all of these teams that are maybe one or two games away from the NFL from the Super Bowl. Do you risk it all to just go all in for that one for that one season that he might be good, just to be like a, a, a once upon a time what the Denver Broncos are and what they are now, where you just go all in, get a Peyton, get a Peyton Manning, win the Super Bowl, but it sets you back about four or five years. And I kind of feel like that's where the San Francisco 49ers are kind of treading towards is that, okay, you may get Tom Brady, who's going to be 43 this coming summer, who didn't really look good the past year and a half, and is this something that you guys are willing to do to go out and win it, possibly win a Super It's not even a guarantee that you'll win the Super Bowl. And if you do, you trade away Jimmy Garoppolo. Your backup quarterback ain't going to get no type of run. So what do you do? Like, is it, I don't I honestly think is this is it really worth giving everything up for maybe one Super Bowl when you practically were right there, um, barring a couple of Kyle Shanahan goof ups? To uh, winning that Super Bowl, man. It, it, what do you think of that, man? Uh, I don't. Right? So here's my thing, and like I, uh, like I said, I said this again today when I was uh, when I when I was on the radio. One, I'm tired of. It. I'm tired of hearing about a 43 year old quarterback Facts. who's Facts. on the, who's on the decline. And every time I turn on a sports show, the first thing I hear about is where is Tom Brady going? Where is Tom Brady going? Which lets me know that. There, the, the news cycle is really, really slow, and I guess that the Astros need to do something in order to ramp it back up. I, like, I'm just hoping that somebody else... Say something about the Astros, please, y'all, so I can stop hearing about Tom Brady. I don't care if he's at a game FaceTime and Mike Brable. I don't care what Julian Edelman says about he's coming back. Who cares? The last two to three years, Tom Brady has looked terrible. Well, he went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but it wasn't because of him. And in, sure the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl, he was horrible. Horrible. He didn't even Both throw a touchdown were, bro. pass. Both teams were. Yeah. And so I'm like, he didn't even. And didn't he win the know, Super Bowl MVP that year, too, that they won against no, the Rams? No. Edelman won it for his first half performance. That's Edelman right. was great in the first half. And in the second half, he was not so great. But they gave it to him because they're saying, well, I guess we have to give it to somebody. Actually, um, I think it was Stephon Gilmore should have won the NFL. I mean, should have won MVP at the Super Bowl because he had yeah. an outstanding game. But yeah. they gave it to Julian Edelman, which I have no clue why. Because you remember right after that, everybody started talking about maybe Julian He's a Edelman. Hall of Famer? Oh, yes. Yeah, stop you it. remember that? Stop and it. So, in all honesty, I, 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 I mean this <laughs> with, with so much sincerity and so much H-Town in my voice. I don't give a damn where Tom Brady goes because yeah, wherever I'm he goes, you. he's still going to suck. He's gonna he set a huh? He's gonna set whatever franchise that does do that 
whatever stupid franchise pulls the trigger on Tom Brady, they're going to pay for it within the next three to five years. Like, it's going to be a bad investment because there's no way, like I said, look at the Denver Broncos. They're still suffering from the whole Peyton Manning fiasco where, who do they have? Brock Osweiler. They brought, uh, what's my man named that played in uh, Minnesota, Minnesota and won on that fluke uh, touchdown pass? Case, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Uh, who's the new kid that's out here midly rocking and listening to Jeezy and whatnot? Uh, Drew Lock. Drew, Drew Lock, my boy. That's my boy. Yeah. So you got. I mean, you you look at the you look at the Denver Broncos. They're still paying for it, paying for that Super Bowl that they won, which barely they they barely won that Super Bowl. So I, I don't know. I mean, that should be a perfect example on why you don't want to go all in on an old quarterback because is it really worth you throwing away your future for five to seven years? I don't think it is. I don't think so at all either. And I have talked. Listen, let 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 me preface my statement by saying this, and maybe I should have said this in the beginning. I think Tom Brady is the goat. I think he's the greatest of all time at the quarterback position. Let's not so get too. it twisted. I I think, but you you y'all look at it like this. You know, and, and God rest his soul, may he rest in heaven. You know, Kobe played a couple of years too long. You yeah. know, at the end, he started to look like Kobe. You should have retired a long time ago. When Michael Jordan left and started playing for the Washington Wizards, I mean, did we honestly say, oh, man, look, Michael Jordan is balling. Now, he averaged 20 points a game, but eh, what did he do? Nothing. When Hakeem Olajuwon played for uh, for the uh, what, what Raptors, he was, yeah, what, the Grizzlies, right? No, it was the Raptors. You're right. I'm it sorry. It was the Raptors. He went to yeah. the Raptors. You know, when we seen Shaq play and all these other uh, all these other teams ring chasing like he even said that on the episode of the uh, Knuckleheads podcast you know he was ring chasing but that yeah. gave us you know bad quality basketball and so that's yeah. what I just look at now I, don't, I can't see any team you know <laughs> that's going to need a quarterback that's going to go out and say like what team is saying well I'm a Tom Brady away from winning the Super Bowl they always like to say well, he didn't have any weapons last year. Well, Tom Brady has made a living off going to the Super Bowl without weapons. Yep. Don't I mean, if you want to... Go ahead. I mean, if, you got, if you're talking about Troy Brown, who played wide receiver and cornerback as a weapon, then okay. But, I mean, outside of the year, they went, went what, 18 or 17-0 and did, didn't win the Super Bowl with Randy Moss and them? I mean, he ain't really had no weapons his whole entire career. But I will say this, Tom Brady, it would behoove him to probably stay in New England just because it's... Probably, I would say the Jets are gonna stink next year. I don't know what the Bills are gonna look like. I, I don't. I, I would assume that they're gonna be pretty good. Um, Lord knows what Miami's gonna do. He's gonna be. I mean, he's probably walking at probably five to six wins guaranteed. They're gonna. I mean, playing in that week in AFC East division, he's gonna get a five handicap automatically, where he's gonna get five wins off rip just because he's in that sorry division. I don't know any other team that's out there right now where he, where somebody can give him a five handicap. Hell, I don't even know if there's a team out there that'll give him a four handicap where he can walk into any team right now and they'll spot him four games in that division. So I don't know what he can do, but I think it would behoove him to stay in New England. But then the case is, he's asking for more weapons and he needs more help. Well, hell, they, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals just put AJ Green on a franchise. They just franchised him. So that, that question is out of there. I don't know what big name wide receivers are out there where they can get him. I mean, if they want to go out there and Amari Cooper, okay, cool. But they also need to have like a legit, uh, Sony Michelle's got to step his game up. I don't know if he's the final answer as their running back, but, and they need, they, they need an actual pass rush as well. They didn't, they, the secondary did what they were supposed to do, but they had zero pass rush last year, BB. So I don't know 
what they can actually do. But I think the best move for him was probably staying in New England where he's going to get a five handicap, bro. I say go. I say go to what you call it. Take take your take your talents to Los Angeles so you can start your acting career. Because Tom Brady can he will be an actor. They're going he's gonna get some cameo roles and something and yeah. then start moving forward like that. I mean you got a Hollywood wife anyway, so you know go out there and start making power moves. LeBron did it. I mean even though he's been successful and going in his down years, I mean his off the court stuff that he's been doing. That's why he went to L.A. Yeah. So that's why I feel like Tom Brady. Just go ahead and go to the Chargers, man, and call it a day. And, you know, live it out. I I put it like this. The San Francisco 49ers will set that franchise back to the past six years when they were no good. After yeah. Kaepernick left, you're going to set your franchise back to where it was if you go and you get Tom Brady. Because if you sign Tom Brady, you still got to come back and try to sign these other See, I, I I said this the other day. I think I put it out on social media. People don't realize everything it, that that goes into and the small intricate details that it takes to win a championship. I'm talking about from having the the right chef to the right strength and conditioning coach to the right condition. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, to the right equipment manager. Yep. You know, you just can't roll talent out on the field and say, okay, go win me a championship. Because the strength conditioning coach ain't doing his job, and the equipment manager ain't doing his job, and the dietitian not doing their job, and you know the front office ain't doing their job. You got to be able to have everything clicking at one time, and also some luck has to kick in, you know, in order for you to get there. So, you know, you you, you look at a franchise like like San Francisco, they can bring in Tom Brady, but you're going to start losing all the other small little hard workers yeah. that you had uh, all the ones who contributed to you going to the Super Bowl and almost winning it last year you're going to lose out on some of those players because you're just trying to sign a big name like a Tom who Brady. said and he's already said he's not taking a hometown discount so he wants to get cashed out so I know they just uh, exercised Kyle Juszczyk's op- they option him for to pick him up for another year I know George Kittle wants a new deal um, I don't know what Richard Sherman's deal, uh, his contract's looking like. So it's gonna be interesting to see what they what they do. But what about I don't, I, Emmanuel Sanders? Is he, Emmanuel is Sanders he is a free agent. This year. He's a free agent this year. Yep, he's up for a contract. So do you want to get? Do you want to resign him? Um, I, I, it's just a lot of variables where you just don't. I, 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 he just needs to stay in New England. Like, bro, like if it was that miserable and you hated, like you could have left uh, two years ago when they chose Jimmy Garoppolo. When they were going to make Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo the new starting quarterback over you. So you had your time to get out, but now it's kind of like you're stuck in this marriage and you ain't got no choice but to ride it on out to the sunset because anywhere he goes, it's not a guarantee that they're going to win a Super Bowl, BB. Like, I don't see him going to, I know they said the Tennessee Titans were going to go. Derrick Henry's a free agent this year. So they already said that if they have to sign Tom Brady, they're not going to have enough money to retain Derrick Henry who was a absolute monster and you need a running game like Derrick Henry to even keep a 43 year old Tom Brady looking somewhat uh, uh, full of somewhat of a functioning quarterback. So now you're saying that you're going to keep Tom Brady over Derrick Henry. Nah, stop playing, man. Like you said, he can go to LA. He can go to LA and be like Joe, do what Joe, Joe Namath did. But I'm going to go on record by saying this. Tom Brady, would, would he will win no more Super Bowls, not as a starter. Now, he can go be a backup for Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. He'll win another one then. <laughs> you know, but he will not. As, as a starter, Tom Brady will never win another Super Bowl. There's no possible way. And he doesn't, for one, 
let's just break this down. Tom Brady doesn't have the arm strength anymore to get the ball down the field. So he can't drive it down the field. He has to go to us. I put it like this. Imagine, let's just say Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay. You think Mike Evans can play with a Tom Brady? And what I mean, because he's going to want to get down the field. And then um, what's the other kid that they had this past year that was outstanding? Godwin, Chris, uh, Chris Godwin. Good yeah, Godwin. Yeah, he, he wants to get down the field. There's only so many dink and dunks you're going to be able to do with those all American triple jump you know, right there. Got, and then you got uh, OJ ha- Howard, yeah, who who likes so they got people that like to get up up the field. That's the one thing they loved about Jameis Winston, even though he's like, Jameis, we know that you will throw uh 44 interceptions, but what we do know is that you will sling that joker down the field and let them boys go get it. And Tom Brady. You know, you, you it, with the Chargers. You know who they got? Mike Evans out there? Mike no, Evans. they, they got, got uh, Keenan Allen. Yeah, Keenan Allen. I'm sorry. They got Keenan Mike Allen. Evans and then they, in Tampa Bay. they got Keenan Allen. They got uh, someone by the name of Hunter. Uh, oh, gosh. Hunter Henry, I believe, is the tight end name. Wait, Hunter Hold Henry? Bruh. Uh, Hunter Henry. You know who I almost thought you were talking about? What? Hunter Renfro. I was going to say, boy, don't you disrespect that uh, Clemson <laughs> legend. He is the best thing. Listen, he is the best thing to ever come out of Clemson. Not Deshaun Watson, not DeAndre Hopkins, not, not CJ Spiller. No CJ Spiller. <laughs> <laughs> Look, better than some. No, Trevor Lawrence don't even take that title. <laughs> Mr. Clemson title goes to Hunter Renfro. I yeah, he plays for the Raiders, man. He plays for yeah. the Raiders. Picked him I up know, I was happy to see him. Yeah, so he, he produced until he broke his rib this year. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I just don't, yeah, I think Tom Brady, I mean, you've stayed in New England this long, you might as well ride it out. You only probably got one, maybe two years to play, but even the two, even if you play at 45, man, I mean, you ain't Michael Jordan rocking that jersey, man. Like, you gotta, you gotta hang it up, man. I, I, it's, it's time, it's time, it's time to move on. The game is in a great place where there's so many different dynamic quarterbacks where you got uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, even you got uh, 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 even the kid out of, you got uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, you also got the kid out of uh, Buffalo, uh, Josh Allen. I think he's pretty good. Uh, you got uh, Kyler Murray out of Arizona. The game is in good hands for future quarterbacks and future star power, man. So, you know, I think I think he has maybe one, one year left in him as a starter. But other than that, I don't care. Like, I don't care where he goes. I don't care if he plays for the Cincinnati well, Bengals, man. Well, I mean, if we're if we're going to take it that way, um, and you know, I'm going to keep this as positive as I can because March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month, and because my, you know, my late wife passed away from colon cancer. Every March, I try to stay positive about a lot of things, but make sure you wear blue. I mean, yeah, let's just call it what it is, man. Yes, is Tom Brady one of the best? quarterback seven play the game yes is he the goat yes the rings the stats everything says it. but let's just be honest man they're trying to hold on to the great, great white hype bro because it's the black quarterback surge uh uh yeah, it's a black quarterback surge there's a reason why i put a josh allen in there to kind of make it a little diversified but you see what I'm saying, bro? You look at the top quarterbacks, you know, in the even Aaron Rod- Aaron Rodgers is trying to hold on. Anytime they are Dan Roethlisberger, all of the boys, man. Andy Dalton, bro, they are saying how great Andy Dalton is or how good Matt Schaub is, and I'm saying not Matt Schaub, how good uh, 
I said Matt Schaub, Lord. Uh, Matt Stafford is up in Detroit. I'm saying, uh, come on, man. Just give these young bulls, these young African-American quarterbacks, they do, man. And yeah. I can't, I put it like this. Yeah. I will start my team with Patrick Mahomes over anybody. I will start my team with Deshaun Watson. I over anybody. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lamar uh, yeah. Jackson, uh, maybe. But Russell Wilson, yes. I yeah. mean, and, and look at it. If I'm looking, look, if I just want to make the, the, if I'm just looking to make the playoffs and maybe to the second round, I'm even looking at Dak Prescott. Like these, the, these young, these young bulls, man, these African-American quarterbacks, it's a surgeon. So anytime I hear people start you talking somebody about that, You name somebody that uh, I think may have a resurgence during next year either. You didn't even name him yet. I honestly look, think Cam Newton's going to be a beast next year now that he has a whole year off. He's been able to figure everything out. I think he might be resurgent next year. I did, and look, hold on. Let, let's not forget about the rising star, the NFL MVP of this year, Lamar Jackson. So right. anytime I look on here and I see, oh, man, here they go again talking about Tom Brady and they talking about Andy. Like, they talk, man, bro, one one show even tried to pump up Tannehill. And I said, man, just go ahead and say it. Y'all looking for the great white hype. What, what was that? What was that? What was the boxing movie name when, they, uh, when a dude was pumping up the white boxing? Uh, Is the Great White Hype? I have so many boxing movies that had something like that, man. The funny uh, one that had a uh, date was Damon Williams or something. Anyway. Oh yeah. I, 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 I'll find it. Yeah. Uh, I'll find it. But yeah. I didn't mean to, you know, as I digress. But yes. <laughs> so that's how I look at it, man. It's like I keep hearing about Tom Brady and this free agency, and I was like, bro, y'all trying to hold on to that thing to to the wheels fall off. Yeah. They. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. It's it's just crazy, man. So, I, I, I yeah, I think Tom Brady was. I think he actually stays in New England personally. It's just the best option for him. But moving on, man. Uh, man, it's been a weird. Like I said, I, this whole year, I, I I just can't put my finger on basketball. I was talking to somebody. I talked to a couple of people earlier today. They kind of were just talking about how it's just been such a toss up this year, man. I was looking at the Western, Con- the NBA's Western Conference standings as far as intrigue of the playoffs, man. Like. I did not realize either A, how good the OKC Thunder are, or B, just how even the NBA is to the fact that OKC can actually be playing the Houston Rockets if the playoffs started today because OKC is the five seed and the Houston Rockets are the four seed, which means the winner of that series would actually have to play what it presumably looks like because I don't think anybody else is catching the Lakers. They'd have to play the Lakers in the second round. So now that three, and I believe Denver's a two-seeded two-seed, and the Clippers are three-seed. So now you've got the Clippers, you have the Clippers, Rockets, and the Thunder all trying to jock to get that three-seed because they probably don't want to face the Lakers in the second round, bro. I mean, what is, I mean, you're over there with the Rockets all of the time, but uh, is it me or is it, I mean, does this playoff is the playoff going to be intriguing this year? Because I'm looking at the East and I'm looking at a lot of I'm looking at a lot of uh, in the promotion board we call it a, a whole bunch of freebies where you know you just go up to the promotion board and say the NCO Creed and your promotion ports are at uh, 28, so it's basically automatic promotion, but depending on what type of job you have. So you got a couple of promotion uh, some freebie MOSs out there that are running around on the Eastern Conference where they'll just get in, man. But uh, I, I'm not sold on. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not sold on Boston. I'm not really sold on Toronto. And, I mean, I'm really not sold on anybody in the East, and that includes Milwaukee, bro. 
And I'm going to be honest with you. Giannis will get if He got a freebie last year on that MVP. But if he does anything that he did that he looked like against Miami on Tuesday night as well, or no, Monday night, if he looks anything of a shape where he only gives up 13, or he only gets 13 points and 11 boards, and he does anything remotely of what he did last year in the playoffs, he ain't getting no more free passes no more this year, BB. He's going to be looking like, okay, well, what have you done for me lately? And it's going to be championship or bust for him, man. So um, does anybody in the East really just threaten against it? I don't think anybody in the East can really beat uh, Rock, uh, hell, Rockets, Clippers, or Lakers team. Maybe Nuggets. Uh, look, yes. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, yeah, yes. To everything that you just said, I don't, I don't see it anyway. You know, you got a a Boston team that struggled with the Cleveland Cavaliers on tonight. They you lost know? to the Nets last night, bro. Yeah, you know, they, they, Boston barely won 112 to 106 against Cleveland and I don't know what the, I don't know what injury or are they doing load management with Kimball Walker to get him ready for the playoffs I'm but not on Kimball I, Walker bro he's he, he's a better version of Isaiah Thomas man like I don't know why so many people hype up Kimball Walker but it's basically the same thing of what you had with Kyrie Irving just somebody that gets a lot of buckets but he don't really produce like I don't see him he's not gonna put Boston over bro I don't see Gordon Hayward being that guy. He's, he's going to be a free agent this year. Um, and he's going to get another max deal somewhere. And I know Boston ain't going to sign him because they got Tatum and Jalen Brown. And Jalen Brown's another guy. I'm going to be honest with you, BB. Outside of Jason Tatum, all of them players on Boston can go. Like, they're, 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 they're interchangeable. I feel like they got too many of the same people that play the same position. There's no diversity in that on that team where they have any type of identity. Yeah, um... I, I I don't know. When it comes to like I said, when it comes to the Eastern Conference, man, and you know, I feel the same way when it comes. I like I like Boston. I just don't know if Boston is gonna be. You know who Boston is gonna remind me of? They're gonna remind me of old school Indiana Pacers that just could not get over the hump when they had like the Davis boys and or they had Reggie Miller, Rick Smith. Like they just could for some reason it seemed like they couldn't get over the hump. They had the talent, they had the coach, they just couldn't get over the hump. And so I looked at it the same way, Boston. I, I looked Larry at Larry Bird was the coach once upon a time after Larry yeah. Brown. <laughs> yeah, and they just they they can't get over the hump. Toronto, they they're good, a feel good story. When it comes to under, I mean, overachieving, but they're not gonna do anything. Philadelphia, you can just go ahead. I put it like this: Philadelphia is that team that looks good in AAU. I mean, not AAU, in intramural basketball. Like they will destroy any intramural team that you put on the court with them. But then when it's time to scrimmage against the college, when it's time to uh, scrimmage against the college team, then they disappear. Even with a healthy Ben Simmons and a healthy Joel Embiid. They still are not going to make it out of the East. You ever. think it meant, You think they made a mistake by resigning Tobias Harris as opposed to Jimmy Butler? I think so. I, I don't think Jimmy. But I don't think they could have resigned Jimmy Butler. In all honesty, I don't think that Philadelphia had enough. If Jimmy Butler wanted to be there, he'd have been there. They didn't have enough money to sign. I mean, I'm sorry. They didn't have enough to keep Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has he a country boy with a Hollywood mindset. And I know that he's a country boy because I live in the same area that Jimmy Butler grew up in. So I know that he's country. And so he has, like I said, he has that country mindset. I'm sorry. He has that country boy attitude with a Hollywood mindset. He wants to be Hollywood. Miami is the best place for him. If it wasn't Miami, it would have been L.A. If he could have yeah. found some way to get to L.A., he would have. Jimmy's in the fashion. 
Jimmy wants to have his name out there. Jimmy wants to be known. So there's right. no possible way Philly could have kept him. And the only way he would have went to a New York team is if if, if Brooklyn wouldn't have picked up Kyrie and KD, they might have had a chance at Jimmy because that's a huge market where Jimmy can market himself. But Philly was never going to keep him. So he was gone. Um, then I look at, so I don't, I say Boston, maybe. Milwaukee. Here's the funny thing about Milwaukee, and it bothered the hell out of me the other night. You cannot say when Giannis is balling and when Milwaukee is winning all these games, how great he is. But when they run up against a team like Miami, who, who uses the same blueprint that Toronto used against him in the Eastern Conference Final, where they say, we'll just sag in the lane, and until you can prove that you can hit this jump shot, then we'll come out of the lane. They use that same exact blueprint. But do you know what the national media narrative was? And now all of a sudden, Giannis doesn't have enough help. Well, who's the number two for Giannis? What do you mean who's the number two? Who's been the number two for him all year? They've won 52 games. You never said anything about a number two. You never said uh, Chris Middleton was uh, not a great number two. He doesn't compliment Giannis. But they get exposed, or Giannis gets exposed against Miami. Then all of a sudden it's, oh, well, he doesn't have any help. So I don't know who is going to come out of out of the East. If I had to, if, if I got to put my money on it, and if I got to make a, a, a declaration right now, if I got to choose, make a prediction right now, I'm going to go with Boston. Ooh, really? I would probably yes. go with, Lord, my family knows, my my family, if they're listening, they know I like to use this one. If I had, if somebody put a gun to my head and I had to pick somebody, it probably would be, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. Do I have? I mean, if I had to pick one, I, it ain't Boston. I'm just not sold. Them. Okay, so even if Boston comes out of the East, they're gonna get smoked by anybody that they play in the West. I know that for a fact. Of they're gonna get smoked. Um, Toronto, I don't know who their second best player is outside of Siakam. Um, and if, it, if people want to say it's Kyle Lowry, then God bless you, because uh, that ain't that ain't, that's that's gonna be ugly. Philly, I don't even know if they're gonna make it out of the second round because I don't know if Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons are gonna be healthy enough to play. What's Joel Embiid got a separated shoulder? And ben Simmons got a tight back or something like that. So those are long term. Yeah. What's up? Huh? Oh, you just said yeah. Uh, uh, I, didn't I said yes. Yeah. So. Those are lingering injuries that are just, you know, a back. We're talking about something that's serious as paid to Stojakovich. Um, ah, the East, I'm going to go with something a little different because I just, I have zero faith in Boston, Philly, or Toronto, or Milwaukee. Um, I'm probably going to go with Miami. I think that they play a good team ball. I feel like they're able to, they're a well-coached team. I don't feel like Indiana's any good, we, even with Victor Oladipo. Uh, I don't even know who the seven. I know Orlando's in the mix, and I don't even know uh, Brooklyn's in the mix. I would probably have to go with Miami, BB, just because I feel like they're the most. They played the best team ball. And I know people are going to be like, well, E, what about Milwaukee? Milwaukee, yeah, they're playing in a sorry East division. Like, I'm pretty sure if you have Milwaukee in the Western Conference this year, they would probably be about anywhere ranging from a three to a five seed. I don't think they're better than both LA teams. Uh, it's tough to say if they're even better than the Houston team. I think Denver might be better than them. So you're probably looking at them being anywhere between like a three and a five seeded team in the West. So I don't. I have zero faith in anybody in the East, BB, and that's pretty alarming because last year, 
I mean, last year, what did you have? You had Toronto. Uh, you you had Philly. I mean, even Boston. I mean, I, I, I just don't know. I, I just feel like anybody coming out of the East this year has zero chance. It's just not happening. Not if you don't give. Well, first of all, I think that Miami is too inconsistent. That's the first thing. They, well, they, they don't win on the road. And uh, what about Indiana? You don't give Indiana a shot? I can't name anybody outside of Sabonis, Victor Oladipo, and that uh, T.J. Warren guy. The only reason why I know who T.J. Warren is because he and Jimmy Butler got into it. And uh, well, actually, I know a couple people. Uh, the the center, uh, uh, Texas, Texas, uh, Turner, Evan Turner. Uh, I'm not giving them a chance, man. I no, just, no, I, not, if not, no, I was thinking Evan Turner. I was thinking about uh, what's the other guy? Turner's he name. University. He played Miles for Texas. Turner? Miles Turner. Yeah, Miles Turner. So I. I I don't that I, I just don't think they're good. I think they're just capitalizing like somebody here's the crazy thing. I really wish the NBA would just change it to the top sixteen teams overall and we wouldn't be going through this kerfuffle that we got where we gotta sit here and think about well what about Indiana? Well what about Orlando? Well what about Brooklyn? Well you got a whole bunch of these sub five hundred teams that are floating there get in to get in just by default and uh, and the crazy thing about it is they're going to mess around and get a playoff share this year. So I, I don't know. I'm not sold on Indiana because I don't think that they've been there and they, they know what to do when they when this the lights shine the brightest on them. You got it faith has, in Indiana? Uh, no, I got faith in Indiana <laughs> going, going like, you know, in a seven-game series, I got to go in six. That's about it. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean... If you told me anybody right now outside of the East, like you said, Miami's inconsistent, but when they own, they own. Boston, I just feel like they just got too many players. They got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Gordon Hayward that all play the same position. Not to mention Marcus Smart. Like, that's just too much. That's just too much craziness going around. Uh, I just don't know if that works right now in the NBA. One could say that the Rockets are working, but I think the Rockets have a better makeup of the small ball than Boston does. I don't, I mean, I don't know. And then when you look at it, you're talking about Milwaukee. I, man, I know Chris Middleton's a two-time All-Star, but is he is he benefiting off of that? The fact that he plays with Giannis and he's just a great three-point. He's a guy that can just knock down a shot on the dribble, dribble and drive, dribble and uh, dribble and kicking out from uh, Giannis. Because I mean, I didn't really know who Chris Middleton was until last the last two years. Yeah. So that's what I. I, I bro, listen. I, I, st- I if he walked up to me right now, I don't think I recognize who he was. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, if you talk about Chris Middleton as the best, second best player of the Bucks, all right, so who's the second best player in Boston? We could say it's either between Jalen Brown or Campbell Walker. I'm probably going to take one of those two players over uh, Chris Middleton. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many. We're talking about who's the second best player in Philly, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. I'm going to take one of those players over Chris Middleton. You know what I'm saying? So if you're talking about one-two combos, I don't know if Boston is really going to be that scary when they have to play a team like the, the the Lakers or the Clippers. Like the Clippers have the blueprint to stop uh, uh, Giannis, and that dude's name is Kawhi Leonard. He does not like to play against Kawhi Leonard whatsoever, man. So I don't know, man. But it's definitely going to be interesting to see. I don't think anybody outside the East. I'm taking anybody. I'm taking the West Field. I'm taking anybody into the West over the East. And then I say over the East, like I don't think. It'll even go six games. Whoever comes out of the East. Yeah, uh, take Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Boston. That's all I've got. Yeah. I, I, the, the East makes my head hurt. That's all. It I, does. I, I, it I does. say it like this: 
I will say this. I'm putting everybody on notice, including the Greek freak. Hey, man, keep that same energy you got now because KD is going to be healthy mm-hmm. next year. And I want to see you with the same Giannis energy. And, you know, because let me tell you what I don't like about Giannis. Giannis is that guy that talks all that trash and then falls back on, but I don't know what I said. What did I do? I don't know. I Maybe my English is not as good as I want it to be. Or maybe I'm not saying my words right. No, Giannis, you know exactly what the hell you said. You've been in the, you've been in the States long enough to know if you're taking a shot at somebody or not. Yeah. You've been in long enough to know if you're if you bragging yeah. you're yourself or not. So keep that same energy because I promise you, KD going to give you that work in the East next year. KD is coming, and I put it like this: out of the East, KD gonna be the MVP. Yeah, I can't really wait for next year to see what KD gonna do because I think he about to be on the revenge tour next year. Like it's gonna be pretty. He gonna be. It's gonna be pretty nasty. And I think Boston they gonna they 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 got a solidified bona fide team that's gonna be ready to rock. I mean, not Boston, Brooklyn. I'm so sorry. Brooklyn's gonna be. Brooklyn's gonna be that team with the, even without Kyrie Irving because I'm just gonna say I'm gonna I'm go place a bet in Vegas next year uh, when the season comes up to say Kyrie under 50 games. I'm taking the under on that, bro. So uh, yeah. So hey, quick quick little sports business breaking news. Uh, Steph Curry is cleared to play tomorrow against the Toronto Raptors. Good move, bad move, or why even play? Well, hold on. The Toronto Raptors affiliate or the actual Toronto Raptors? He ain't playing for the San Diego uh, San Santa Cruz Warriors tomorrow in the DG League. He playing against the Toronto Raptors against like Fred Van Fleece, Pascal Siakam, uh, Gasol, Kyle Lowry tomorrow. Like, hey, how much uh, you think that a Santa Cruz Warriors jersey, Steph Curry Warriors jersey, is going for on eBay? Uh, or going on online? I mean, do they even have one made? I'm pretty sure they're probably running about. I don't know, man. Probably about. You got to. I mean, it ain't, listen, they already got the Curry name in the database from when Seth played there. So you got to do this though. Curry on the number nine, yeah, right? Yeah, Yeah, they, I mean, they got it. They, they was on social media that had him with a uh, Santa Cruz Warriors uh, practice jersey on. So, uh, I mean, it might. It might. Uh, I'm a, how uh, you, well, how do you feel about that, E? I mean, there's no possible way that the Golden State Warriors are making the playoffs this year. Why are you bringing Steph back? I don't know. I know one thing was they were saying that they wanted him to just kind of feel out and see what how he was looking. I'm just like, bro, like y'all couldn't just let him play in the G League for the rest of the year. Or, I mean, I know the reason why they even sent him down. They said that they, the Warriors said that they didn't have enough players to even do a five on five scrimmage. It got to the point where Clay Thompson had to call a couple of his homeboys off the streets of San Francisco to come to the Warriors practice facility to even run somewhat of a functional five-on-five scrimmage. And they did not feel, they, meaning the Warriors, did not feel comfortable putting Steph Curry out. I believe it was supposed to be this past Sunday against the Nuggets um, as his debut uh, last uh, this year. So I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. They're already close to locking up. Well, they're not even going to be. It's not a guarantee that they'll, they'll get the number one overall pick. They'll basically the top three worst teams will have the same percentage of ping pong balls to pull from um, for the number one pick. So they'll probably get a top three pick in a sorry NBA draft and in, in, in an NBA draft. So I would say why even play him? I, I don't. I would have said I would have iced him, Draymond, and even now nah, I put Andrew Wiggins out. 
I would be I would be arresting him and Draymond for the rest of the year and picking up any G League player I could possibly find and riding out for the next six weeks because why 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 risk anything else? I mean, Steph has been known to have weak ankles his whole career. Um, and I'm gonna be honest with you, BB. If this was any other time, if there was a Clay Thompson, a Kevin Durant, or even Boogie Cousins, Andre Iguodala, and Sean Livingston all on that team, I don't think Steph Curry would have missed that many games this year, B. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that would have been an injury from 58 games to probably about 25 to 30 max. I think that's an injury that they kind of stretched out a little bit longer than what they could have, what they needed to do. If that makes sense, I think that was an industry injury. Yeah. I think that was an injury. that's an industry injury. That was an industry injury right there where they were like, okay, we already knew we was gonna be booty this year, so we might as well go ahead and just nail it in and kind of just preserve what we can preserve this year. So, um, I personally don't think he should be playing the rest of the season. I would sit him. Um, they already sitting. They already said Clay ain't playing. So, I don't. I you know I feel sorry for Draymond. He out here looking like, well, what I got to do to you know what, what kind of injury can I come up with to, to be hurt for the rest of the year? So. I would assume Draymond's going to probably start sitting about the last five to seven games of the year, and they're going to shut him down for the rest of the year. So with some type of injury that they'll mask. So I don't know if Steph should. I don't. I mean, Steph playing against the Toronto Raptors is your first game, but then again, it's like you're the Warriors and you have the best, the worst record of the season. So don't matter really who you're going to make your season debut is. You're going to be playing bad. So um, it is what it is. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I, I'm kind of excited to see what they'll do, but I don't think I would. Just, I would. I would decide for the rest of the year. You already signed up for 58 seven. games. I, I, that's what I say. What is? What? What more can you do? Like what? What more can you? Do? I, I don't even understand how. I, I just don't understand, bro. Hey, just leave him out, man. Just let him sit on the sideline and mentor these young cats. I, I mean, what you only got? There's only less than 30 games left in the season anyway. There's not even 30 games left. I think it's only like 20. But you, I think it's probably about what is it? How many games are in, this, in a month? Probably about what 12 to 12 to 14. And they're not going to play a whole month in April. It's only going to be the first two weeks of April before the playoffs start. So I'm looking at what New Orleans and Dallas is playing right now. We're looking at so that's so. They're played probably almost about 60 games already. So you're looking about anywhere between 15 to 20, between 15 to 19 games or so that 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 got left. So I don't I don't know. Oh, it don't wow. make sense. It don't make sense to me, BB. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. So uh, yeah, all I, I mean, just, all I could do is just hold my breath and just hope for the hope he hope he looks somewhat like a functioning player tomorrow. So um, maybe Steve Curry's hot. You know him and Clay love to smoke weed together. <laughs> he, like, he like, hey, man, hey, man, what do you think about starting steps? <laughs> like, then Clay, like, that's probably how he answered too, just like this. Yeah, it is what it is. So, so we'll see. With that being yeah. said, man, it's time for the sports business uh, podcast. Uh, big dummy of the day. Uh, you want to go first? You want me? You, you want me? You want to go first, or you want me to go first? You go first. Hmm. So I got to thinking. I was like, man, I don't know if I should give this. Give this. I, I looked into the story, and I'm gonna. I thought about it. I was like, man, this story sounds flaky. But then again, I got to thinking about it, and I said, well, this man ain't got no reason to lie about it. And based off of the track record and what what's been going on, probably the last two or three years. I said, you know what, Spike Lee ain't got no reason to lie about this. So the sports podcast big dummy of the day for me has to go to the New York Knicks. 
what the hell were you all thinking kicking Spike Lee out or trying to get him to escort out after he has scanned his ticket in to make him go from the employee entrance to wherever he usually enters. He's been apparently, allegedly, he's been entering into the arena the same way for the last 25 to 30 years, the same way. And now all of a sudden, you have your own people that come over. You have James Dolan's cronies come to him and tell him, hey, man, you got to go outside and go through the other entrance. Like, what difference does it make? Why couldn't you, uh, if there's been a policy there that had changed, why couldn't you have been like, hey, Spike, I know that we saw you coming in through the employee's entrance. Just want to let you know for future reference, you starting, you know, for future references, you got to start utilizing the other entrance. And been cool like that. Why did you have to make it into a huge spectacle that everything went viral? Now you got Spike Lee on first take looking like a big old six-year-old kid with all of the uh, uh, New York Knicks paraphernalia with the little, the beanie with the pom-pom on the, on, on the top. He got the uh, the orange glasses on and whatnot, and he's looking like a kid talking about how much the New York Knicks just did him dirty. Not to mention, the dude probably paid about 10 milli in season tickets in the last 25 years. So the New York Knicks, like Jay, Adam Silver, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to immediately step in and force James Dolan to sell the Knicks. He has to sell the Knicks immediately because that is one of your top grossing teams in the NBA that nobody wants to play for. Nobody wants to show up to these games and you are pitting out a, a piss poor product of the New York Knicks and no one's doing anything about it. Like Jay, uh, Adam Silver, if you are a commissioner that's listening to your people, you have to sell, you have to force James Dolan into selling his team. Like this, 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 this is just unacceptable. Like I just, I can't even put in words, BB, how upset I am about the New York Knicks because the New York Knicks, when they're good, it's good for basketball. And I can't think of the last time the New York Knicks were good except for what? Jeremy Lin? And, and that was almost 10 years ago. So I don't know, but they got the Sports Business Podcast of the Day, Big Dummy of the Day, bro. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you read this or not, but they just had fans got kicked out of the arena tonight because they were screaming, sell the team. And, you know, that's not the first time the fans have been kicked out of the Yeah. Uh, kicked out and banned from the uh, Master Square Garden by telling I don't know what it is with Dolan. I don't know if he has an ego complex. I don't know if, you know, he must have people around that strokes his ego from time to time. Just tell him, hey, man, how great you're doing, what you're doing. These people don't understand how great you are. He probably would have done very well back in, like, the Roman days where they had the emperors and the kings and all that. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> or emperors where somebody just sat around all day and told them how beautiful they were and how great they were doing. Maybe that's what James does. That's what Dolan needs, man. It's one of those things where the New York Knicks as a franchise are never going to be Bro, they are such a joke. They get rid of him. Yeah, they are a joke. Max Kellerman made a great point, too, about getting... Maybe it's time for Adam Silver to, to force him out. You know, That's what I'm saying. He, he got to force... Yeah, just like you said, everybody, I'm saying Max Kellerman made that point too, man. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. But my sports uh, sports business dummy of the day goes, well, first, I wanted to give it to this whole election process and how the, do you know that here in the city of Houston, that the polls, the polls closed uh, and people were still waiting in line up uh, almost five hours after the polls closed just to vote. They've done so many things with these election polling uh, areas and how they don't tell the people to the last minute what's going on. And, you know, they tell them at the last minute, oh, you can't vote here like you used to. Now you got to go over there. 
they don't send that information out about their polling stations have changed. You know, they don't have everything on the ballots. This last one they had, if you vote Republican, go right. If you vote Democrat, go left. And I'm saying to myself, I didn't even know that you could do that because you could have somebody there taking notes and it's quantifiable. Plus, if I'm a Republican, I can just go over and damn it to do whatever I want to do to the Democratic votes. Hey, well, these don't count. Like they're actually doing these types of things to us in our face. They're doing these things to us right in front of our eyes. And it's coming a lot from these lower income areas, you know, where people of color are. I mean, Texas Southern University is a HBCU. That's a historically black college university. You had people there. The last man voted last night at almost, I think, one or two in the morning. Polls had been mm-hmm. closed. But him and his wife said, we, we've we earned this right to vote. It's our civic duty. And we were going to stay out here until we casted our vote, whether it counted or not. But this country is coming to a place, E, where they're just boldly doing things to us right in our right in our face. They're saying, hey, we don't care. They're constantly rezoning, redistricting. I don't know what it is like in Vegas, but here in Houston, in the state of Texas, E, if a college a college student cannot take their college ID as a form of ID to vote, but if you have a really? hunter's license or if you have a, a concealed handguns license, you can use that to vote. But you can't use a student ID to vote. And That's I'm crazy. saying to myself, That's this crazy. has to be the worst thing ever. And you got people showing up, standing in line, getting up there, then they say, go over here. Then they go over there, and then they say, no, go back over there. Then they, so about time they work it out to where they're finally supposed to be, guess what's happening? The polls are closing. Starting to close down a lot of... Excuse me. If I'm not mistaken, they closed down over 500 polling stations from the last time an election was held. They closed those down. And so what they did was they shrunk the areas. So what, what happens when you shrink the areas? Now you get a bunch of people Bottle standing neck. outside like a joint release date. Yep. <laughs> Bottlenecking you know it. Or we call it in the military, choke point area. Right? Or, or have you ever been to, have you ever uh, in the morning getting ready to do PT and you pass by another company, it's a whole bunch of soldiers standing out, be like, oh yeah, company-wide PT test. And they mm-hmm. all go stand out there, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. Not, Freezing okay. their butts off. Yeah, yep. either uh, either a PT test or up. Oh, here we go, company wide uh, company wide urinalysis. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, yep. And so that and that's what it's starting to look like. So I guess you know what I'm not going to even waste any more time talking about uh, something else. I'm just going to give you know the the uh, in the city of Houston alone. I'm just going to do that. I don't know what it's like everywhere else, but the city of Houston they get the the sports. Uh, Sports business big dummy of the day for me because you got got to get it together, especially coming up here in November because Texas is a red state. And yep. let me preface my statement by saying I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not an independent. I don't belong to any political party. I belong to the truth, and I know that Texas ha- is a red state. It's going to be a red state forever, and they're going to keep doing these types of things to us over and over. When I say us, I mean people of color. Over and over and over again. And the sad part about it is it's not just, you know, it's not on that ballot. It's not just who you want to vote for for president. You got county judges on there. You got senators, tax assessors. You got everything on that ballot that you need to vote for. County commissioners. Yes. 
that's important to us. You know, Congress like that that the local stuff is what's important. And when you're doing these people like this, you know, because come come November, even when it's time to vote again, I don't know what's gonna happen, man. And they know that these elections are coming up. How come they can't get it together? It reminds me of the guy in Atlanta. I mean, yeah, the guy in Georgia who's the governor who beat out what's her name, Stacey Abrams. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking about where they had to keep recounting and everything else. And he's over the counts. Yeah. And they allowed that to happen. He's over the votes. He kept polling machines uh, wrapped in plastic, brand new polling machines. Yeah, I forgot about in that. In the yeah. warehouse. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So, yeah. and I know it don't just happen here, it happens everywhere. So, I didn't mean to get too political. But, man, no, watching, okay. watching our people out there standing around trying to vote, and people are like, well, you know, how come they didn't do just, well, I mean, it would have been a lot more quicker if they'd have done early voting. Well, what if early vote? What if somebody would have early voted for Pete? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. For Mayor Pete. Right. So what if somebody I've always been super duper skeptical if those votes even get counted. Like I'm not gonna lie, like I mean, I don't know if absentee ballots, I mean they say they do, but do you really know if your vote got counted or not? So I don't I don't know. So um yeah, it's I would definitely just say y'all gotta I mean y'all you know, just make sure y'all do your homework, make sure y'all are trying to figure out where your polling place is. Um, you know, just take you know, just take a couple of time, you know, take a couple of minutes out of your time to Google through your phone and just reach out to the county, you know, your local, your local voters office and just say, hey, I just want to make sure I got everything in my row, you know, but it shouldn't have to be that way, baby. I feel like you should just be able to go vote wherever the hell you live and basically wherever, it don't matter what part of the city that you live in, you shouldn't have to go to your district. You should just be able to just roll up to any polling place, pop your ballot in, vote and keep it moving. And that's, that's the end of that. Like there should be no, that there's no way at, in 2020, why we're still having to go get it boggled down the district? What difference does it make if I live in the top one percent district? If I live in the the, the most crappiest district, it doesn't. Like, I want my vote to count. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. It should just be a straight up vote. And what hell? If if you're gonna give us, if, if you're gonna make a national holiday off of, uh, if you're gonna make a national holiday for a guy who went the wrong way and just happened to bump into a piece of land where he thought that he was in the wrong area you're going to give Christopher Columbus a day when he didn't discover America how can you discover something that was already discovered that's another story right. for another time right right but right, you right, give right, us right. Christopher Columbus day as a national holiday but you don't give uh, voting the, voting voting the, the day is time to vote election day excuse me yes. that should be a national holiday so everybody can go out and cast their vote yeah I agree, oh. man. So, anyway, tell me what you find here, Brody. Oh, wait, hold on. I got one more thing to say. Oh, yeah, what's up? No, before we get ready to go eat, you know, man, with this coronavirus uh, pandemic, epidemic, whatever they're calling it, with this scare that they have, people, you know, the millions and millions of people who listen to this podcast do not get price gouged. Please, please do don't. not go to these stores and get price gouged. Eat. They got their stories out there where people are, are charging $44.25 for Clorox wipes. E. I saw that. Clorox wipes. I saw that. They're out here boosting them, man. And they're out here charging. Some people are charging up to $149 for a two pack of Perel 12 ounce bottles. $149 for some hand sanitizer, $149. It's sickening, brother. I ain't gonna lie. Like I, I know we were running quick, uh, short on time, but I will say this: as somebody who's traveled a lot, 
like a lot a lot within the first couple of months this this year man uh you know just make sure y'all are doing what y'all need to do and um, don't let things overhype you. Uh, don't let the media, you know, you know, it is a serious case, but you know, just take care of, take care of yourselves, man. You know, a little soap and water, you know, a couple extra, couple extra seconds of doing a little bit of soap and water, uh, wiping down a couple of little extra things that you already normally do in your daily routine, where I hope y'all are, y'all are grown men and women and growing up to be beautiful young, young adults for all my children that are listening. So, you know, just make sure y'all are doing the same old routine. Don't let any of this stuff, you know, change it up. Um, you guys have been, you know, I hope that you guys are some healthy folks and you're able to do it. But um, just as somebody who did have a coronavirus scare already earlier this year, um, it is no joke. So don't, you know, just do what you got to do. Make sure y'all are doing, uh, you know, eating everything right and, and, and make sure that y'all are just sanitizing yourself and doing proper PMCS, which is the first because, you know, it ain't no joke. But don't let, like, like BB said, don't let nobody out here trying to finagle you for $45 for some doggone hand sanitizer. Where you can go get it at, uh, you know, maybe your local office janitor closet may have some. Buying all these masks. <laughs> yeah. So. So. Man. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you can find me at Big Star Sports with the Z on Twitter and on Instagram, Big Star Sports with the Z dot com. And E, you can find me at my. Uh, we we did we completed our third episode of Buzz and Petty podcast with AJ and I. So. If y'all want to go over to YouTube, type in Buzz and Petty and, and watch some, you know, some some hilarious yet informative type information. We give you, you know, the funny and we are, look, hold on. I'm, I sound like Trevor Reason. I ain't with the funny. <laughs> ain't but, with the funnies. <laughs> we don't give nutmeg you the me. <laughs> huh? Don't, nut, don't nutmeg me. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, yeah, so you Buzz and Petty um, on, uh, on YouTube. So, that's all I got. Hey, my name is Eric Compton, aka Mr. Talbot. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also find me on the Twitterverse at Eric T. Compton. And you can also email the show. That's S P O R T Z E I Z N E S S at gmail.com. Other than that, man, we're going to catch you at the same time, same bad channel, same sports business network next week. Now, other than that, we out. I'm out.